Good morning for February 8, 2017. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page. Yemenis tell U.S. to suspend missions. Judges question government case for travel ban. And DeVos confirmed for education by Pence's vote. In today's national headlines, is terror news underplayed? Many say no. White House weighs terrorist designation for Muslim Brotherhood, and Army approves construction of Dakota Access Pipeline as protest continues. In today's business headlines, German carmakers invest in a digital wave, political bite gives Colbert an edge over Fallon, and Tyson reveals SEC subpoena likely tied to pricing suits. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Thomas Friedman. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories titled Yemenis Tell U.S. to Suspend Missions. Reported by David Sanger and Eric Schmidt. Angered by the civilian casualties incurred last month in the first commando raid authorized by President Trump, Yemen has withdrawn permission for the United States to run special operations ground missions against suspected terror groups in the country, according to American officials. Photographs of children apparently killed in the crossfire of a firefight during the raid caused outrage in Yemen. A member of the Navy's SEAL Team 6, Chief Petty Officer William Owens, was also killed in the operation. While the White House continues to insist that the attack was a success, the suspension of commando operations is a setback for Trump, who's made it clear he plans to take a far more aggressive approach against Islamic militants. It also calls into question whether the Pentagon will receive permission from the president for far more autonomy in selecting and executing its counterterrorism missions in Yemen. President Barack Obama deferred the decision to Trump, who appeared inclined to grant it. His approval of the January 29th raid came over a dinner four nights earlier with his national security aides. The raid, in which just about everything went wrong, was an early test of Trump's national security decision-making and his willingness to rely on the assurances of his military advisors. His aides say that even though the decision was made over a dinner, it had been fully vetted and had the requisite legal approvals. Trump will soon have to make a decision about the more general request by the Pentagon to allow more of such operations in Yemen without detailed and often time-consuming White House review. It is unclear whether Trump will allow that or how the series of mishaps that marked his first approval of such an operation may have altered his thinking about the human and political risks. The Pentagon has said that the main objective of the raid was to recover laptop computers, cell phones, and other information that could help fill gaps in its understanding of al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula, whose leaders have tried to carry out at least three attacks on the United States. But it is unclear whether the information the commandos recovered will be valuable. Sean Spicer, the White House press secretary, denied reports that the purpose of the attack was to capture or kill any specific Qaeda leader. The raid that was conducted in Yemen was an intelligence-gathering raid, he said. Neither the White House nor the Yemenis have publicly announced the suspension. Pentagon spokesmen declined to comment, but other officials confirmed that Yemen's reaction had been strong.
According to American civilian and military officials, the Yemeni ban on operations does not extend to military drone attacks and does not affect the handful of American military advisors who are providing intelligence support to the Yemenis and forces from the United Arab Emirates.